for agility's sake. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm Kyle Spitzley, your host. Here today with me is Nicole Vanderlaan, Scrum Master and Expert Agilist. At, at least that's what I think. So, Nicole, tell us about yourself. Well, thank you for the compliment. Yeah. I would hardly say I'm an Expert Agilist, but um, yes, as Kyle mentioned, my name is Nicole Vanderlaan, and I am currently a Scrum Master in IT, and I work on the solutions that support leader growth solutions. So um, the technology and the, um, the sites and tools that support um, our account managers. So that is my current focus right now. Great. So how long have you been with Amway? I have been with Amway. I celebrated five years this past January. Okay. So just over five and a half years now. All right. Or good. Coming up on six, I guess. Good. <laughs> Thinking about Amway as kind of a company you've been for a while you've been here for a while and i think agile has been at amway for five or six years as a concept or as a practice and so how how long have you known about agile and how involved have you been with it for what period of time yeah that's a great question um actually in 2014 which was uh, fairly recent after i had joined the company I was working on a team and trying to implement some of the practices that I had learned from my previous company, at which time I was approached to start working with a consulting company called Leading Agile at the time, um, and to help start this, what they were calling an Agile transformation then. Now, I do believe that some pockets of Agile were going on prior to this time, but this was really the first time that we had taken a step towards getting an outside agency to come in and help start a transformation transformation from the leadership level down to delivery. So this was back in 2014, 2015 yep. timeframe, right? Yep, exactly. Yeah, I was still in IT at that time and I was really excited yes, I about remember. this. Yeah. <laughs> and then other things came up and I moved around, but that's yeah. okay. So it's been um, it's an interesting five years, kind of this journey of agile. Uh, this is not a question you prepared for, but I, I want to ask just kind of over those five years, like what's been the general feeling for you? in this transformation? Like what's been the experience? Mostly exciting and also a lot of frustration. (laughs) Yeah, I can see, I totally understand that, yeah. So um, I moved around a little bit trying to help different projects here and there. and there was a lot of different pockets kind of going on, which I've seen across the company, um, all the way from building, um, all the way down in ANA, all the way down to where IT headquarters or IT corporate is in 33. Uh, all along the hallway, there's different pockets, different marketing material going on about um, what's agile, and we're doing these transformations. And so to see all of these pockets going on, and then not always coming together and figuring out that we're all driving towards the same goal. Um, But mostly it's been exciting because you have seen a lot of changes across the organization. It's moving from what used to be, it's just a way to do project management to it's more of a mindset and it's a way that we need to think and work together towards the goals of Amway for the future. Yeah, and that's that's a, a really good example. I've had the same experience in the last five years. When I left IT, um, and moved into a role that wasn't as so much focused on agile. We were at this point of there's different practices being applied in different groups, and there's pockets, like you said. What was really interesting to me was that there was there was people then that said agile's a fad. Like this is just the next you know management thing they're trying to sell, and it's not going to work. So let's just not worry about it. Yeah. And then come back four years later when I come back to IT. 
And all the people that were saying that, they've realized. They said, oh, yeah, we, we, we need to do something like this. We don't know how, but we need to do something like this. And so that's what excites me is that there's this common understanding that we can't keep doing the same thing we've been doing. We have to do something different. And Agile brings a lot of really good benefits at the team level. And we just have to figure out how to scale that and, and bring it up to the rest of the organization. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, so we keep saying that we need to be agile. And I, I think we're, even in our conversation, we're just assuming that everyone knows why we need to be agile. But in your, your opinion, why do we have to be agile? Yeah, so I think in the overall goals of any industry, flexibility and adapting to market needs are really important. Uh, it sounds like a thing to say because that's what you say, yeah, like a right? Buzz, buzzwords, like right? buzzwords. Um, but I, I think we've seen. So I spent a little bit time in product development, and I spent a lot of time in IT in different areas and in different companies, for that matter. Um, so while it's a thing to just say, it's the mindset of being agile and being able to be flexible enough to create the capacity you need to be innovative and to be creative in different solutions and trying to solve problems is a lot of what we need instead of the status quo of this is how we've always done things. Yeah. Um, this is the process we've always used. This is the vendor we've always used. This is how long things typically take. Um, we have to do start to end before we're ready to show anybody the, yeah. the impact that we could make or we are scared to share our failures. Mm. All of those types of things are super important for why we need to be agile and why any industry, particularly us, the size and the global footprint that we have, um, need to stay focused on that mindset and the thinking around it. Yeah, and all those things you're describing as you're, you're sharing that, what I'm picturing in my mind is um, anybody with the, a little bit of exposure to uh, trends in, in management and business would see that, yep, we need to be okay with failure. We need to have that growth mindset. Yep, we need to be faster. Yep, we need to be able to adapt and pivot based on customer demands because they continue to change. So everybody would look at those things and say, yeah, we need that. Yeah, we need that. Yeah, yeah. we need that. Yeah. But I don't know if they've made the connection that like, that's what Agile is about. Yeah. That's what this is about. Right. So well and said. It's, it's, it's also difficult to make the connection from, yeah, that's what we need, but how do we get there? Yeah. So um, putting some of the tools and behaviors on and focus on the thinking around it mm. and the difference that it can really make. It's not just a process necessarily that we can make everybody do and be successful. Yeah. Follow right? these, so, these steps of this yeah, checklist. Yes, and exactly. Success. If you go through the checklist, then you will achieve these things you want. So we can't do that? that that's not how you do it? No, I don't Shoot. think so. That would be easy. <laughs> yeah, that would be right? so easy. I wish we could. We would um, all be as successful as Jeff Bezos. I don't know. I'd probably still mess up even with a checklist. That's okay. So the, um, so the another, another, uh, off script question, what would be in your last five years? There's lots of different ways to do agile. Um, I read this, a really good article last night on LinkedIn. You don't do agile, Kyle. Well, there are things you, you can are or you're not. <laughs> you be agile, right? Yes, don't do be agile, agile, be agile. <laughs> now, so there is there is a difference here. Doing agile is like doing the stand-ups, doing the visual management, doing retrospectives. Those are all activities or ceremonies we call them. Yes, things you do. Yes, yes. But being agile is a whole other level of taking this to heart and having that mindset as you've described it so well. Um, in your experience, in the the five years you've been playing in the space. What is the, like the 
the one practice that is most useful or you've seen the most value from, or the, maybe the one behavior or ceremony, whatever you want to call it? Yeah. Um, so my love-hate relationship is with retrospectives all day. <laughs> mm. I, I get why you love it. Why do you hate it? <laughs> So, um, yeah, we definitely love it. The whole idea of an inspect, inspect and adapt and trying new things and be willing to fail and learn from your mistakes and try something new is super exciting. And any anything that you can apply it to in your life and business. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have the love-hate relationship with it because it can sometimes be a very daunting facilitation task. Mm. Um, it's hard to get the team to trust you. It's hard to get them to give honest feedback in the setting that you have for these retrospectives. So um, you can get creative. You can solicit the information that you're looking for. Um, of course, you have trust in your team that they're going to tell you what's really going on. But it doesn't always work that way. You can have um, a really great conversation with um, team members that have a lot of trust, but it doesn't always come out in a retrospective type ceremony. Um, So that's why I say I I really value retrospectives. I think we can learn a lot from them Mm -hmm. if they're facilitated and practiced in the right way. Um, But I think the follow through with actually trusting and getting to know your team is where a lot of that insight comes from as well. Yeah. So Yeah, that's that's a good good observation because I think about um and I, I happen to work on a team where there is lots of trust and it's due to we have we have a good manager. He's a really good leader and we've we've had uh debates and arguments amongst team members. <laughs> that happens. We can row each other the wrong way sometimes. But overall, like we've gotten to a point where every two weeks we do a retrospective and it's it's really healthy where people can kind of air their dirty laundry and say like this this sucked. Yeah. Or this thing was really great. We need more of that. And for us it feels like it's a really healthy practice and it works really well to kind of focus in on that inspect and adapt and improve. In in what it sounds like in some cases for you, there's like some folks who are open to let me share this with the group, but there's other folks who are like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna raise this up in front of everybody, yeah, because it's kind of a group setting, right? And I don't want to I don't want to make any waves, exactly, or yeah. I'm afraid of what, what people will think if I share this information. Yeah, it's also really hard, as awesome as it sounds. I mean, honestly, on teams you have a lot of work to do and it sometimes is difficult to create the space to take action on the things even mm-hmm. if if they are brought up right yep. so it, it takes time it takes practice it takes commitment and action and follow through and sometimes you're just so bogged down in the deliverables that you have that s- s- people stop caring about even giving feedback because they know they don't have time to make mm-hmm. the change that we need it's so. funny that you say that because i've heard the horror stories of like yeah we've done 30 retros but we've done we've no done, actions yes. Like, yes, yeah. <laughs> we've had so many retrospectives. And at that point, it's like, why are we doing this? Yes, like, if we're not yes. Take something action. has to change at that point. And right? we, we did the same thing with our first probably three or four retros. We'd come to the retro and we're like, what were the actions from last time? Did we do those? No. Oh, no. Whoops. <laughs> like, how did those get lost? How do we improve yeah. that? Yeah. And we've gotten better at it now. So we are actually making progress there. Good. Um, all right. So if we go for the next question that is scripted. What excites you about Agile personally? So when you wake up in the morning and you're, you're looking at the day and you go, gosh, I'm going to go be a scrum master uh, for the day, what gets you excited about that? Well, when you frame the question that way, <laughs> um, I get really excited about delivering products. But when I think about what excites me about being Agile and when they approached me to take um, to 
to be involved in this so long ago and I've stayed involved with it um, this whole time is the concept of people over process. So I was a program manager, engineering manager, project manager for a long time. Lots of process. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and it, that's what it was about, right? It was about have we done the initiating? Have we done the planning? Have we gone through all these phase gates and gotten the right approvals and sign-offs? And moving to the agile mindset and an agile delivery space, um, it's more about the people. What, did the te- what does the team need to be successful? What is the goals and business outcomes we're we're working towards to achieve together as a team. Mm. Um, it starts to combine problem solving in everyday life versus this. these are the things that we have to do because these are the things we said we were going to do type mm. of thing. Yeah. So we have a really fun... Um, it's actually taped right up on our stand-up monitor that our team talks about is um, the goal is the plan. The goal is not our, yeah. How, how does, how do we say that? Now, of course I get choked the up. The plan is the goal. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. The plan is the goal. The plan, the goal is not the plan, right? Mm-hmm. So if we change it along the way, we're still marching towards the goal, but mm. the plan can change along the way, along I love the journey. That. I so. love that. So if we go to the <laughs> And then that's that's the point is to stay focused on what we're after, not on the steps we promised we would do. So I'm hearing two two values from the Agile Manifesto there. So the individuals and interactions over processes and tools is about the the team and working together and collaborating and instead of just following the steps. And then the other one is um, responding to change over following a plan, yeah. which is that the plan <laughs> yes. is not the goal, right? Not to follow those steps. Yeah, the plan is not the goal. The goal is the goal, right? So yeah. however we get to the goal, it should be okay. Yeah, whatever it, it takes. Be, if yeah. we have to adjust, let's do that. Yeah. Like, I think it's crazy that we, we try to predict what are we going to do in nine months? Like nine months from now, what are we going to do? It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like <laughs> I can have an idea, but yeah, it's ideas. definitely going to change before I get there. Yes, exactly. All right. So is, is uh, so the excitement um, for your Scrum Master role, because I couched the question that way, you talked about products, delivering products. Yes. Tell me more about that. So I think it just goes along the lines of um, you do so much planning. You, you did so much planning before, and you thought you were working towards a goal that uh, somebody wanted, right? And that time frame could be... Uh, anywhere from six months to, in some cases, I've seen projects go five years with yeah. no valuable deliverables. I saw one customer. go ten years. Oh my god! Ten years. Yeah. See, I mean, there was value right? delivery, but it wasn't. <laughs> we didn't finish it. it was ten years. Yeah. So, um, understanding like what problems you're trying to solve. Who are your users? Who are your main customers of the product? And it doesn't have to be um, the big thing through too throughout this, I tried very hard not to very specifically talk about software solutions or IT specifically mm-hmm. because I've seen this be successful in all areas. So it doesn't have to be software, but it has to be a goal, a business agenda, a business objective that somebody that somebody cares about and is willing to put effort and energy towards succeeding at and then deciding what the solution could be to help facilitate that, to help mm-hmm. that be successful. So being um, upfront with understanding what problems are we're trying to solve and then building and designing a product around what could help with that is my passion around the product. Mm -hmm. So I've supported products before where they don't have high utilization. They nobody really knows why they exist. Some people Mm -hmm. see value in them. Some people don't. 
Um, I think the groups that I've been in recently have a lot of value and a lot of usage, and we can go back and prove that what we build ma- is making a difference. Yeah, that's that's one of the, that's it's really awesome to hear you say that because that's one of the things I've seen just in the last, I'd say six months, engaging more with the digital and IT teams. They're getting a lot better at saying. Are we sure that building this thing is going to make a difference? Yeah. Versus it just sounded like a good idea and it looks cool, so mm-hmm. let's build it. Um, and I think that's been a really, for me, it's it's a it's a uh, it's encouraging because it shows that we we are moving in the right direction. We're we're getting closer to true north of where we need to go. Yeah, definitely. And along those same lines too is in agile and being excited and building products it feels like we're moving much towards quality over quantity, right? So much time, so many metrics and KPIs are put in place to measure uh, how much stuff did your team get done last year? Mm. Well, if you take a lens and say, yeah, they got all this stuff done, aren't they great? And then go and realize that, but none of it's being used. Nobody mm-hmm. cares about it. It never really solves the problem that we thought, but we invested all this money and we delivered all this stuff. Um, it's not the right measurement, right? So so a focus on quality and doing the right thing over, wow, you guys did so much stuff. Yeah, <laughs> so. that's really good. The, the picture in my mind is um, like a big, the auto dealers, the auto manufacturers, like Ford and GM, where they just build and build and build and build all these cars, and then they go sit in a parking lot. Have you seen yeah. the pictures oh, of yeah. like the, yeah. the giant parking mm-hmm. lots of brand new cars that haven't been sold? Yep. It's like, wow, <laughs> that's a stockpile of inventory that is getting no value for anybody, and they've just been building but it. But they look pretty sitting there. Yeah, they're shining. The, right? You can see gym. them from space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right, um, moving to the, the other question that I have on my list here. If we've got a... A person who's just getting into uh, a role in the agile space or someone who's new to this concept of agile as more than just something I do with my team, something that we need to orchestrate as an organization, what's the, like, as they go into this transformation, what's the first thing that you would tell them, advice you might give them? Yeah. So I love this question, but I pondered on it a bit. Uh, I have had um, recently and throughout my career the uh, luxury, I guess, of mentoring a lot of new scrum masters. And one of the first things I try to tell them, and I actually just heard myself saying it out loud in a conversation recently, was um, it's not a process. Like we, some of the things that we have are tools in place to help facilitate the best results for the team goals, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I can help you learn how to use these tools and facilitate the ceremonies and figure all of that out. But it's not just a blanket, go do all of these things, therefore you are agile. And you're, and you're successful. And, and yeah. you're successful, right? It, it's not about that. So um, in talking to some of the newer um, Scrum Masters in particular and mentoring them recently, I, that's what I try to focus on mm-hmm. with them is it's very much a mindset. It's very much around 
rallying your team around trust and common goals and making sure that you're um, thinking in the right way to meet the objectives that the program was put together for. Mm. Um, now, yes, I, I will probably focus most of my time on teaching you how to use the tools that have been put in place. But again, um, that's not what it's about. It's right. not just about the process. And yeah. um, it's, it's much, much, much more than that. And if everybody could start at that position, um, I think we would all see have seen a lot more success with that. Yeah, so. it's, it's almost like, how do I give you this checklist of ceremonies you have to do yes. and teach you how to do them yeah. <laughs> and tell you that it's not a checklist that right. you have to follow? Yeah, exactly. Because as the scrum master, you are responsible for managing a lot of those, those what feel like process parts of yeah. Agile, those ceremonies. But you can have those ceremonies, and like you said, we can do retrospectives and not make any improvements. Yeah. Um, and so just following the steps doesn't always get us the results. So it's a, it's a good question, um, or a good, a good perspective on that. I think about, as a scrum master who's been doing this for a while, what do you see as one of the most common pitfalls for scrum masters? Is it, is it that situation, or is it something else? Yeah, I feel like really it has, because even if I think back... I I probably would have put myself in that category as well. I kind of jumped into this role and I learned as much as I could and then I followed the practices and it wasn't until after I was starting to fail with some of it mm. that I realized this is not what this is about. <laughs> um, and I think it takes people a little bit and some coaching around that mindset versus just doing the things we were told to do. Yeah. Um, so I do really think that it's uh, that is probably the biggest pitfall in almost any role, but particularly a scrum master as the kind of the coach and the, the, the trusted liaison for the team. And um, it, it's just helpful for them to think of it more broadly than it's, it's another process to put in okay. place. Uh, it's interesting as you're, as you're kind of talking about that and sharing that story, it's crystallizing an idea in my mind of what we talked about earlier of responding to change over following a plan and the, the plan is not the goal, right? The goal is what we're going after. And if we look at applying that in the agile ceremonies we have, like just following the steps is not the goal. Just yeah. doing the ceremony is not what you're going after. We have to know what are we trying to get out of doing those things? Is it to improve team velocity? Is it to improve the morale? Are we looking to eliminate unplanned work or rework? Like those are, those are key leading indicators that we can mess with by doing certain ceremonies and learning yeah. from that. Yeah. So that's really good. Okay. So is there another, uh, any closing remarks you'd like to leave with the audience before we wrap up here? Um, yeah, I think I briefly touched on it before, but, um, it has been such a stigmatism around agile is a way to deliver software right? Okay. It's about software development. It's yep. about the way the team operates to deliver incremental value. Yeah. Um, and I have been so fortunate to see so many other types of industries. I've seen HR and finance and all sorts of kinds of teams trying to implement and get around this mindset around um, let's build the things that are valuable. Let's mm -hmm. not continue to just go through the process. And um, those things can be super successful across everywhere from IT to product development to HR practices. 
and um, that's a, a a big. It was a big eye opener for me too yeah. that the the mindset could be shared across several different in, um, industries. So um, and then the the other big thing that I wanted also to share is that. In the digital and ACS organization, we have a brief team um, that was recently put together that are like-minded, and we exist. We're called Agile Champions, okay. and if there's anyone out there that's hearing us today and are interested in learning more or don't know where to go, then I'm happy to um, work with our Agile Champions team, and we can, if we don't know the answers, we can definitely get you into the right place. So. Awesome. Good yeah. plug. So, so if you if you have questions <laughs> in the digital and ACS space, reach out to Nicole Vanderlaan. Um, thank you so much for taking the time today, Nicole. I really appreciate your insight, sharing your story and your experience. Uh, so thank you. Yes, thank you so much for asking me to do this. All right. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and share it with others. To learn more about Amway's Agile journey, follow the hashtag Amway Agile on Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And if you're an employee, do that and search Amway Agile forward slash in your browser.